Hey everybody, welcome to This Board Game Life, episode 41, titled Sleeving. Actually, Sleeving? I think it's a question mark at the end of it. Uh, I am one of your fine hosts for today. My name is Rob, also known as Presar. Uh, on this other thing, I did that automatically. Don't laugh at me, Mark. Um, I am known as Rob, just Rob. Let's just say that. Uh, and with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. Also known as Mark. <laughs> yes. Not that other name from Not the other, that other show. Not that other name. So. Yeah. Man, it's... Oh, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I almost yes. said something when you first said the title of the show or the, the name of the podcast. I was like, I was going to be like, oh, you're wrong. Because <laughs> then I, no, you said it right. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> fun, fun. Yeah, how you doing, Rob? Goes. Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. I uh, can't believe it's been two weeks already since the last show, but it, apparently it has. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun doing all sorts of gaming. Gaming aplenty. Yes. And stuff. Uh, definitely a lot more for you. Lucky. It. But, it <laughs> so last in January, man, I, I don't think I'll ever set something like that. Now, for me, I thought this was a lot of games. But then I look on Board Game Geek and it's like people are like, I played 57 unique games in January. And I'm like, there was only 31 days. Mm -hmm. I had 26, 26 unique games in January. And then, um, oh, let me look at my stat again real quick. If I can get back to it. Um, and then I had a total of 53 plays in january so but 26 and i was like 26 unique games i was like pretty happy about it but already into february i've only played two games well that can't be right oh that's not right i know this is wrong <laughs> something's not yeah, updated we're, yeah we're a couple two three days into the month yeah and you can look at my list yeah. and it's like yeah those yeah. are uh yeah well actually no this is right Cause this is just February. That's yeah. right. I haven't, I, I think I only got, yeah, I only got two in February so far and today's the sixth. So, Oh wow. Yeah. I, I, yeah, the rest of these were from the end of February cause it was mm -hmm. two weeks ago since we recorded. So, yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, most of what I've talked about was in January. So I don't know. I don't think I'll have another month like that. So, but Until it doesn't February. mean I won't try. <laughs> until february comes along and you eclipse it with the shortest month it's it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah especially at two a weekend already yeah so no some i mean some months are crazy you know just because you get the opportunity um and you play shorter games right because yeah i think uh you, didn't you play one yeah yeah you played one which we'll probably talk about in a little while here that was a couple hours long Oh, yeah. You know, so if you have a game night, there goes the entire game night playing one game. Yeah. Right? Versus, you know, playing shorter games, which are like half hour, 45 minutes, which I think I think 45 minutes, half hour, that's like common for a shorter game. Yeah. Time-wise. But, but, hey, since we started, what have you played over the past two weeks? So 
I did break out Azul because I, I love Azul. I, mm-hmm. I I absolutely love this boy. Like I said, don't judge a game box by its cover art or yeah. the story. Um, Azul or Summer the Pavilion yeah. or the, the theme, theme or yeah. So Azul Summer Pavilion was one I picked up. I saw someone. Um, I I think I'd made a comment on Board Game Geek and someone was like, "Oh, I like Summer Pavilion even better." And that's all I know. Okay, let's go get it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, we played <laughs> to the it store. On, yeah, to the store. <laughs> so we played it only once, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. And and my daughter and my son played with me, um, my youngest son, and she was kind of, I think, like me, kind of like I like the original better. But as again, we only played it once, yeah. and it's that. It is so different from like there's so many differences about it that it 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 just takes a while to try to wrap your mind around like okay this isn't the same there are differences there's other things to and they really you know, there's other things to do in the game and they really did add a lot of kind of neat things to the game by Wait, the so end of it which I one was, is this this is they're like um it's a stained glass one no this is well. I don't think it's the stained glass. They're like just, keep shapes. Talking. I'm gonna look it up. They're they're like shapes. I don't know what the story is. Diamonds? No, they're like diamonds. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's uh, if they're saying it's a stained glass because there's a. I thought there was another one that was um, stained glass or something, but this could be it. I don't know. But um, anyways, it. It's like these little diamonds and little shapes, and you're building these um, different, different, you know, kind of just like the you know thing. You're putting these like, there's like what is it, six tiles in the shape of like a star, and you know, and then between the stars, yeah, it's it's diamonds, yeah. Instead of square, yeah, uh, tiles, they're diamond shaped. Yeah, so that you make a six pointed star yep, out yep. of them and all of one color. And then, then there's in between the different colored stars. There's like, if you, there's like statues and windows and something else. I don't remember what it was, but you get bonus tiles yeah. from the scoreboard that you can take. If you like surround those little spaces and then the one star in the middle, you can have one color, one diamond of each color in there can't have more than two and then the weird thing is like when you're placing a tile so that all the, the little spots are numbered one to six so like to put a tile in the number one spot you have to, you just have to have one tile and then you just play that tile but to put a tile in the number two spot you actually have to have two tiles of that color and you put the one and then throw the other one away like like in the old game you put it in the box lid this one comes with this like little box tower which is awesome like because it was always a pain in regular azul you'd throw your your tiles into the box lid then to put them back into the bag yeah it, it they like to fall everywhere it's not easy so yep. Yep. in this one they put this like this box it comes with it there's like a, it's like a tower you throw them in this and then you just you just dump them right in the bag and it's like oh this was so <laughs> oh, so that's much right. easier it's yeah, so much easier. Tower, yeah. So I think even if I'm playing regular Zool, I'm digging the summer pavilion and getting that little tower out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not throwing them in the lid, but oh, yeah. um, 
so it's it's weird to place tiles like like and then on number six you have to have six tiles of that color to put one and then you throw the others away right like it's it's such a weird like mechanic that you're like basically disposed and i know that you're doing the same in regular azul but it doesn't i don't know it feels different this almost feels like I think the way this mechanic works in this game, it feels like you're really like, do I really want to get rid of all these? And there's different ways, like maybe you want to place it and you can place it anywhere. So maybe I want to put it, if I've got six of the tiles, maybe I'll put it on the, the two and, you know, and then the three and then, you know, throw away one or save the one for putting it on uh, somewhere in the middle, the middle tile or middle star. And there's this, there's a and as I was playing it more and more, I was trying to get used to this and kind of wrap my head around how to play it correctly. I was like, there's a lot of um strategy to this one. I think a lot more than even the original Azul. Okay. Um, so I was like, you know, and I told my my daughter that I said, I think if we played it a couple more times, I think it would catch. Cause even with Azul, like the first time I was like, okay, I think I like this, but as I was playing it a couple more times, things were becoming clear, you know, just like anything. Sure. Um, so it's definitely one I think we'll play, but it, it just, I think if we're going to play a the family's going to want to play the original more so right. than this one, just because it's what everyone's familiar with. But I kind of like at, by the end of the game, I was like, okay, I like this. I kind of like how this is. It's yeah, you see it is like, you see the appeal of it or yeah like the crunchiness or whatever it's still yeah. azul but there's a i feel like there's so much more to it mm-hmm. um but yeah it's it was fun so because yeah, you know once you play a game especially like i think azul is a rather simple game overall and once you get it down you know I think it's perfectly normal to want just a little something more, right? Just a little something more interesting, a little more thinky to go to the well, next level. Even Azul, I think, is that way too. Because like when I first, when we were first playing, it, it was like, okay, we're just okay. We can we can take our tiles. We're putting them on the board. We got we got to put them here to put them over here. You can only put so many. You know, you're you're just learning how to place the tiles. Right. Then after we've played several, then it's like, okay, I'm gonna go take tiles. Then I start looking around and realizing, hmm, if the next player here takes those tiles that are left, they're going to score. They might even get all of the blues out. So I should take those blues to keep them from getting that. Was it a 10 point bonus or something like that for having five of the same color on the board? Yeah. You know, so there's that like that starts. It's like, okay, now that you understand it, now you now it opens you up to see like some some tactical ways to kind of change and alter your gameplay because you might now grab something different because it will help you out point wise you know i mean i've taken tiles like i'm not going to get points for this but it's going to stop them from gaining points and i'm currently in the lead so i would be able to maintain my lead by stopping them from getting something so mm-hmm. you know it there is that and then i think the the summer pavilion even adds Cause like my daughter was at one point, she's like, how are you getting so many tiles? And then I'm like, well, because I've, there's this statue here and I've surrounded it by tiles. 
So then that gets you more tiles from the, there's this pool of tiles from the, on the scoreboard that you can pick. So like if you surround, like there's this one little thing, it's like a circle. I don't remember what it was, but if you surround that, you get like one tile. If you surround the statue, you could get two tiles. And if you close off a window, which is not hard to do because it's on the edge of a star. So you're only putting two tiles, but it's like the fifth and sixth tiles. So it takes a lot of tiles to get that. Then if you surround that window or on half of it, then you get three tiles from that board. So it allows you to then, okay, you're looking at seeing what's available, looking what you need. You can start pulling things to, and I've been able to pull from there to then on my next turn, play some of those to close off another thing that gets me more tiles from that pool. And she wasn't doing that. You know, again, it was our first run. Um, and then she wasn't aware like, oh, if you had all the, if you put, if you cleared, if you covered all the ones in every star, if you had a tile on every one spot, then you gain bonus points. And same with twos, threes, and fours like that. So there's, 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 I think there's more ways to get bonuses. Um, so yeah, there was uh, just, uh, there was more, I think, strategy to it. Mm-hmm. Or, or opportunities for that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah All right, it's a, um, it's a step up. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then we also played. Um, we I bought a mat, play mat for Marvel United because we had we had we bought that and we played that and we kind of liked it. Um, so then we pl- I pulled that mat out and oh man, I love the mat. It was pricey, but it was so it was so nice to have everything stay. And like, you know, you could put your cards. I mean, it has everything mapped out where everything goes. And then everything stays put instead of sliding around on the table. Yeah, the cards don't spin. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we played Enter the Spider-Verse, which is like an expansion. Um, And the thing is, is like this game is very easy. So we're going to have to. And I know I talked to you earlier today about it. And you mentioned Board Game Geek's got some... um, forums out there or groups that talk about different ways to play to make things more yeah, challenging variants. Yeah. variants so i think i'm gonna go look for that because we do enjoy the game but we're we're winning every time and it's just kind of like okay it it's like the very first game we played was tough and we played the guy they said to play and we we barely won mm-hmm. and then we went on after like and played the next two harder guys in the you know the next the next medium and then the hard guy and we kicked their butts. I was like, well, that wasn't hard at all. Well, and it was so, just that first game was really yeah. tough. And I know if we went back and played Red Skull, the very first, we'd probably obliterate him in, in half. We, you know, like we beat the hardest guy and barely had, we're halfway through the game. Like, so, because now yeah. it's like we've learned this is what you got to do and this is what you focus on. And then once you have that, it's really pretty easy to play as long as people have the right cards. But, you know, that's yeah. once you're in a group and working together, it's it's extremely easy to beat. <laughs> so I would say one of two things. Either you're spot on with that or I'm playing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I I know you're I know we're playing it right. No, <laughs> okay. I know we're playing it right. And I, I I've I've seen um other discussions about this game and yeah um from what i have heard from like i don't know i guess i call them the experts you know the the sources that have 
reviewed board games for a very long time. And, you know, some of those YouTube channels that just have a lot of, it's all board game coverage. Mm-hmm. I've heard them talk about this game and they basically said it's, it is a light game intended to be a little easier because it's sure. kind of designed for families and kids yeah. to get them into it. And all the theming is like, it's like Spider-Man, right? But he's sure. like little Spider-Man, you know, it's like the, it's like kitty Spider-Man in his outfit, you know? So it's all kind of geared that way. And I think that's why it's, fairly easy to win um there was one in the uh, spider-man it did have a challenge and i was looking at that um but i was like well let's just run through it this one time see what it's like and yeah it was pretty easy so uh from now on no matter which one we play we're gonna try to do the the challenges to add those in to make it a little harder and if that still doesn't work then i'm gonna go out to the that place you talked about to get the different ways see what other people are doing like home house rules to play it Mm-hmm. So, but, um, I also played, um, so I was telling you <laughs> and, uh, my elderly mother <laughs> okay. didn't like that. I said that, but she still got a laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing, you know, talking about getting her to play. Um, so I went to her house last week and she actually had gone out and bought a game that she oh, wow. wanted to play because she nice. thought it sounded fun. Um, I don't think oh, she liked oh it really. Okay. Um, and it's now sitting on my shelf and she gave it to me, <laughs> but it's Come a on, game mom, called buy more games. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, keep it up. Here's I'm a broke. list. Here's a list. Yeah, I need to <laughs> give her that list. Yeah. Here's my yeah. wish list, but it's a game called a little wordy. It's by the people that made zombie kittens. Um, okay. So it's a, uh, it's a little, it's simple game. You, you get a bunch of tiles go into it. There's two bags. One's got vowels. One's got consonants. You, you basically draw out a set amount of consonants, set amount of vowels. You put them in front of you and you got this little cardboard writable, like a dry erase board, but it's sure. like, it's foldable. So you're basically kind of covering. It's got this, it, it puts this like shield over what you're writing on. Okay. And so you got all these letters and you got to come up with a, you're trying to form a word and, and basically and the other person's doing the same with their letters. So you f- figure out a word, you write it down on your board, then you fold the cover down over it so that your board's out. Now the bottom part is still a r- dry erase. And then there's these, then there's these cards that go on the table and the cards will be like, you're going to pick. So the cards are like the clues. So it'll tell you, um, your opponent will have to tell you the first letter in their word. Okay. But if I use that clue, they gain basically two points. So there's like these little cardboard cutouts of like cherries or something, some kind of little fruit thing. So they get two berries. Um, but then I get the first letter. Okay. But they're, they are winning at that moment. Um, and then there's things that'll give one, there's some some questions which gives a little bit more, like how long or how many letters are in this. They have to tell you like how long their word is, but they might get like four points for that, for me asking that. But so there's these clues I can try to figure out. Now I can see all their letters because your letters are out in front of each other. So I can see what sh- what like her letters are. Um. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, with what she has, I'm trying to figure out what words she made out of those random letters. So mm-hmm. I liked it. I don't know if she did that much, 
But um, I still right. was like super happy that I come over and she's like, I got this game for us. And I was like, what? Yeah, she's buying games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and we played it. So it was fun. Nice. Also got in some wingspan. Um, taught that Actually, to my kids. Let, let me ask you real quick. Sorry to interrupt you. But do you think she's a fan of like word games in general? Like does um, she enjoy that she, kind of stuff? She does like things like boggle, categories. So um, I think it was just, and I really think that if I take it back over and say, hey, I brought this, let's play it again. I think she'll be fine with it. I really think it was the first time, you know, it's yeah. that first time we were played. Because even yeah. I was, a, the way the directions were, in my opinion, I struggle with this. I don't know if it's my age. Or I'm just, I, I don't know. I can read something. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. You know, so the first time I go through a game can be a big struggle for me trying to understand what they're saying. Because one thing I I think, um, and this is even like in my career, um, you know, I, I work in, in a, uh, for an IT company. And when, when a, one of my support guys is talking to a customer, they'll sometimes say things because they know it so intimately that they will kind of give you like the technical version and can give you more info than what maybe the person at the other end of the line is capable of understanding or it might be above their skill right. level because you know it. And so it's like the guys who wrote the game, they built the game. So they, they're, they have this kind of knowledge and they could end up sometimes writing things like making assumptions or just right. not, not maybe spelling it out clearly. So sometimes you're reading it and going, what is that? What are they trying to say there? And maybe that'll get easier the more games I play. Um, I think some of these mechanics, I, I'm starting to see, oh, I, I recognize this from another type of game. So this sort of makes sense now. And then it like, okay, now I understand the rule, what they're saying, I, you know. But when they write these, sometimes I think they just have such a good knowledge of it that they they kind of write it almost to themselves and not to the lowest common denominator, the dummy yeah, like me. There, there's actually a name for that. It's called poorly written rules and it happens all the time. <laughs> well, I just figured it was, I yeah. needed the the rules for dummies book. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe there's some so, of that too. Yeah. With but, me, there's a lot of that. <laughs> but there are poorly written rules, especially, um, I mean, not so much anymore as it was like, you know, 10 plus 15, 20 years ago. Oh, but where, <laughs> The rules were basically translated from German, usually. Oh, yeah. And not always, I'll say, by like a native speaker. But it's a lot better now. A lot better now than it used yeah. to be. But, yeah, the, the thing I was going to mention was, and I was just going to throw this out there, like if she likes word games and maybe she likes like Scrabble and, you know, you mentioned what, like Boggle or she likes Boggle or, and yeah, categories. Categories. Um, yeah, there's a card game, as long as she's, you know, doesn't have issues like holding cards and stuff like that. Uh, there's a game called Paperback. That's actually pretty cool. It's a deck building word game. Okay. So, you know, deck building? Cause oh, yeah. You play, yeah, you played something with it. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you basically get you know, a hand of cards with different letters on it. And that uh, is used to build words. It's, it's pretty fun. Look, look it up. It's called paperback. 
I got it in my search window now, so I'll take a look at that. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I played Wingspan with the kids. Um, they, they enjoyed that. I, I really like Wingspan. Um, I went to my friendly local game store and got to play, uh, learn how to play zombie side. And this game basically took us four hours. But again, there was, uh, the game master was teaching a couple people who had never played, including myself. So, um, but it was a long game and I, I really, I really liked it. It was very intense, very hard. And, but I really, we actually pulled it off and won, but it was close. And like just the amount of zombies that continued to come out, it was crazy. Um, and at first, like my character, I couldn't do anything. So I ended up like running around just trying to get the objectives while everyone else was like just nailing zombies. Cause for some reason, my character, I couldn't, man, the roll of the dice was not with me that night. I couldn't hit anything. But by the end of the game, I was powered up enough that I was starting to do some damage, which was nice. Um, but it, it took us four hours to, to beat it. I think my only thing, what I really liked is also what I didn't like. So let me explain this. My favorite part of the game was it's cooperative and you get to, and I've seen this now with like pandemic and star Wars, a clone wars where you're playing these cooperative games and people are like, Oh, let's like, I'll say, Hey, okay, here's what I'm going to do on my turn. What do you think? And then someone will also be like, well, how about you do this, that, this, and then the third be like, well, you could also do this, this, like you're getting all these different viewpoints, which is great. Cause it's like, wow, this, you know, someone, most of the time, especially with my kids, someone will have a better idea or cause I'll miss like, oh, why don't you use your special power that moves you here? Oh yeah. I forgot I had that. Um, so I like that when we work together and you get other uh, uh, opportunities or viewpoints, that being said, it can also be a hindrance to the game when you have people that maybe you don't know, like in this case, um, I didn't know any of the other people and some, there was definitely some strong personalities and someone wanted to do something their own way. And the rest of the group would be like, no, don't do that. And they would not be happy with that. And they would still go off on their own. <laughs> <laughs> or they would just be kind of like, whatever, they'll do what the group does. And then they're, then they're basically checked out. Um, yeah, we, that, we have a so, name for those people. <laughs> oh, we do. And it's something that we can't say on a family friendly podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was, yeah. it was, yeah, by the end of it, after, you know, we're closing that four hour mark, I'm just like, I'm just like, people just stop. Like, you know, I'd be like, okay, what if I do this? And someone will say something else and I just wait, get a couple. If I get a couple people say, yeah, that works. I'm just doing it. I'm like, we're done. We're not going to keep discussing it. I don't care. I don't have to have the way, you know, I'm just wanting to play. It's a cooperative. That means we work together. My way is not always the right. Most of the time, my way is not the best way, you know, but sometimes I'd be like, you, you know, here's, I know, explain why I'm going to do this or what I think. And they'd be like, yeah, that works. Okay, cool. Sometimes it'll be like, well, that's dumb. No, they didn't say that. But they're like, well, what if we do this? You know, oh, okay. A couple people agree. All right, I'm going to do that. 
some people just don't want to do that. And then one person was like, oh, I'm dead. So I'm just going to up here. I'm just going to quit. And like, we're all and myself and another player. were like, no, no, you can look, you, if you do this, you can still stay alive. And that person ended up, finally, we convinced them to not quit. And they were alive at the end of the game. It worked. We ended up winning because they listened to the, they actually were forced to listen to the rest of the team, you know? Um, so it's kind of like, I like it, but I don't at the same time. But uh, it is a fun game, but you got to have multiple, you got to have like the six players. I don't see how you could play that with less people and survive. But um, tough, tough game. Um, I had a game on my shelf of shame that I said I was going to play. It has come off the shelf. Oh, and uh, real quick before we continue, um, you know, I was joking around earlier about what they're called. There actually is a name for that player. It's uh, Alpha Players, usually the. Yeah, the term that's used most often. So that's the yeah. one that likes to kind of boss everybody around and, <laughs> and call all the shots. Meaning, yeah. like they should just play it by themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I played Everdell. Same same local friendly mm-hmm. game store. Um. Had a group uh, with people. I've actually uh, this husband and wife. They, I've played with them on X Wing before. Um, so they brought, they're huge fans of Everdell and they taught myself and another player. Um, and, uh, it was at the beginning of it, I was just like, Hmm, I don't get it. I don't understand this. What's the point by the end of it. I was like, okay, some of this is starting to make sense. I think I'm getting, um, uh, you know, and I, I, I like it. I want to play it again, but it's almost one of those. It's like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do this myself. I might, I might need to play it again, again, like with this group, to get that game down a little better before I try to teach my kids. But right, or I'll just, I'll just give the rule book to my daughter and say, learn this. <laughs> She's, she can read it and get it. Yeah, you know. And her and I usually butt heads because I'm like, don't tell me what to do, you know. <laughs> and then I'll, she'll tell me something that's like, well, no, Dad, you're wrong, and I'll, rah, 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 and I'll go look. I was like, oh crap, she was right. <laughs> So, I'm guessing so, this was the dynamic when you were younger. <laughs> maybe uh, I don't with, know. Yeah, with your parents. Yeah. So, so it's off my shelf of shame and uh, on the plate. Um, played a lot of Ticket to Ride. Um, my daughter loves this game. I do too. So we played the original. Nice. We played Europe. We played San Francisco, which probably won't get played again. Really didn't care for it. It's Oh, really? It's, it's it's too small. Um, I think it's just too small. Um, I get it's a very small box compared oh, to the others. It's okay, yeah. That's one of the mini ones, like New it York. It is a mini and, version, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's just like, eh, it's not it's not as good as the others. Um the 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 Europe one was like, I'm going from where to where. <laughs> really, if you don't know geography, man, that one can be a struggle. Um, and then it's even worse when you play. Our new favorite in the series, Ticket to Ride, Rails and Sales. My daughter loved it. Um, of course, she kicked my butt, but I think she did. I think she won that one. But um, um, yeah, that one was like, I was sitting upside down. The board was upside down to me. And I'm looking at the world map and I'm like, oh, go here to there. So when I'm looking at the card and then you look at the map, it's like, okay, it's it's upside down. So then it's even harder to find where some of these towns are, these cities. But um, I like the addition of the ships. Um, you've got trains, you've got ships, there's tunnels. So like there's a, a whole mechanic around, 
you can't claim the tunnel. Like you have to, I think it was the tunnels where you had to draw three cards off the draw deck. And then if any of the colors that you were using to claim the tunnel, if like, say I was using blue and there was like two, two tunnel lengths and I pulled, I drew two blue cards. I'd have to play four blue train cards to claim the tunnel instead just for the two. So it, it definitely, there's some like neat little mechanics that change um, and, and add stuff like that. So I was like, that's really cool. Um, but yeah, enjoying that. And then last, I know I've been rambling. Um, now this will surprise you, Rob. So I played dog park again. I like this okay. game. I took it to my mother's and I'm like, okay, we're pushing it now. Oh yeah. This, this is a got a lot advanced. of things. Yeah. It's more advanced, but yeah. I thought you're only doing one thing at a time. So like there's the auction part, then there's the actual moving your meeples through the park. And then you have your, you're at home or you're kind of like you're scoring. So you're, you're doing one thing and focused on one thing at a time. So and yes, I, it, it, it all yeah. plays into each other, but I just told her, I said, we're just going to look at it one at a time and not worry. Like normally if you're, you're, you're drafting or you're auctioning your dogs, you're trying to get dogs into your kennel. You're looking at a head like, okay, if I have this, I've got these treats, I got to walk. What am I going to pick up and what bonuses and what else am I going to get? I mean, there's a lot of that, but she really liked the game. She even said multiple times before I left that night, I want to play again. Oh, nice. I was like, yes. And she even said what she liked was that it was like in chunks because it's, there's a lot there, but you, but I taught her just in chunks. Okay. We're just going to do this. Don't worry about the park. Don't worry about everything else. Because again, when you're teaching someone, the score doesn't matter. Not everyone agrees to that, but that's the way I am. Like, it doesn't matter. And then I would even like, I could have taken a dog to help me, but I'm like, no, I, I would help her. And I want her to learn how to do this. So I'm like, go ahead and take this. I was telling her, take this dog. I'm not going to bid on it. I'm not going to, I want you to take this dog because it'll benefit you here later. And, you know, but yeah, she loved it. And it's like, I want to play it again. So I'm going to be taking that one back. It's a great game. I really, Very really nice. enjoy it. Very so, nice. But that's it. Just, that's all I played. <laughs> that's, that's a good amount it was yeah, here, it was good yeah here, here's another show where we talk for more than half an hour about what, what we've been playing but that's but that's, that's a good that's problem. really the point right yeah yeah absolutely i mean it would be a boring show to go what'd you play uh, nothing mm -hmm. <laughs> no one's gonna want to listen to guys that should do a podcast about something they never do <laughs> yeah exactly like so Rob, like I'd be like yeah. Rob doing a an Xbox podcast or something. I know, like, right? I, yeah, I didn't play something nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I'll mention real quick because we talked about a bunch of this stuff already. Uh, I got Azul to the table with my one buddy, so yes. I have him sort of converted into a gamer, and I'm a little apprehensive about like pushing it too far because his brother. Um, yeah, is a gamer and turned him off uh, <laughs> from games, and so I'm rekindling that. So 
uh, we played some Azul and we played some uh, played some Gantschon Clever, which is that's pretty clever. I forget what it's called. That's right. That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. Yeah, because there's a couple of them, and I can never remember which one's which. But uh, I do know the German name, oddly enough. Um, so those those were uh, definitely good ones. And then uh, yeah, that's about it. I need. I got that game. Gonshon oh, clever. I yeah, need yeah. to get, and it looks like it's very similar to Quicks, but um, yeah, more more, uh, more like more options for your dice rolls. So I gotta. That's one I need to get out because I think I'm gonna absolutely love that game too. Mm-hmm. I think you. I think you showed that one, or when you came out to visit last time. I thought. I think you brought that with, and I think I, we played I, it. Yeah, I did. Um, no, I don't think we played it. We might have. I'm pretty sure I, I we brought, did. Because I brought, I, I, you know, I probably did. I probably brought that, and I know I brought that other one. Oh man, there's something about um, welcome to tomorrow or welcome to. Oh no, yeah, it's welcome to. Oh, there's a couple of them. Welcome to paradise or something like that. I have that one too, and I've not opened it yet. Yeah, it's a roll and write game. Um, it's just welcome to dot dot dot. Oh, welcome to <laughs> okay. There there are some other ones, which uh, followed that one, but uh, oh yeah, yeah welcome there, to there's some yeah there's some pretty fun little roll and write games. There. Oh, and welcome I think, to your perfect home. That's the one that I have that you brought out, and I I think you played that one no. with my kids because yeah. I was that was the day I think the day before you went back home, and mm-hmm. I was down sick yes from our whale watching trip the day before that just knocked me flat i was so ill so i didn't get to play this one but i have mm-hmm. it yeah so so yeah that that is a good one um and in um a- along with gunshun clever i had a little distraction here but uh anyway <laughs> Um, I forgot what I was saying now. Along with guns, Sean Clever. Yeah, yeah. So, never mind. I I totally lost my train of thought. So you you were talking about your 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 buddy that you don't want to push. Yeah. Too much. Um, I think another good one. I maybe it's a little too simple, but I really like No Thanks. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's a fun one. That's real simple. I actually um, did bring that one over to his house, but you need three people for that. Oh, and, okay. Um, we couldn't get any of the other th- three people that were in the house. There's five of total. <laughs> we couldn't get the other three to cooperate. Yeah. So, and by the way, gotcha right. clever. Uh, there are apps for that. So you can play that one on phones, tablets, or whatever. Maybe I'll give that a shot. Mm-hmm. So I can learn it. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like it'd be fun. Yeah, it's it's a good little game. And actually, when you play on a mobile device or tablet or whatever, it goes by super fast. Although sometimes it goes by too fast that it's not fun, if that makes sense. <laughs> Because there yes. is some fun to rolling the dice and moving things around and writing in a spot as opposed to having it all fill in 
automagically. But anyway. All right. So moving on. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Okay. So, you know, you, you wrote this one and you want to start this off. So as as I'm new to the, the gaming um, scene, um, I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm one of these people that like, wants to take care of everything. Like when I was younger and I, when I was a kid, I was big time reader. I read books like crazy. I would read a book like a paperback and I could read a big six, 700 page paperback. And when I was done reading it, you wouldn't know it had been read because I, I did everything. I made sure I didn't crease the binding. I don't ever crimp the page over. I don't dog ear the page. Oh, Oh, it gives me chills. Like, don't do that. (laughs) You can't, but it was, it's just kind of weird. And it's like, you know, the book would be on display on my shelf and it had to always look good. I always like want to keep my stuff as neat as possible. Of course. And the board games, it's kind of like, I feel like I've got this same addiction. Like when I take a game to like a game night to play with people at the game store, I'm almost to the point where like, I don't want to take my games because people bend cards or they pick them up and then they're, they got food on their hands. I'm like, ah, so I'm like, okay, we're going to sleeve everything. That'll mm-hmm. keep the cards better. It'll keep, uh, you know, or sticky you, you fingers. Know, you can wipe you know, them. Another thing that'll just drive somebody insane is if you take their game and then you take their board and you know how the boards are folded. And when you just unfold it, it doesn't, lay flat all the time yeah you know what i'm talking about like yeah it kind of v's slightly uh-huh well if you want to watch somebody just go insane take that board and bend it a little bit in the opposite direction to try to get rid of that v <laughs> they go out of their minds like their eyes get wide because they think you're gonna split it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway go but yeah, kind of, so yeah. I started I I've, I've got tons of sleeves. And I started with um I started with Dice Throne mm-hmm. and actually paid to get their particular oh, sleeves okay. cuz they're really nice. Like the each oh, yeah. characters on the back and I mean they're really nice. Yeah, those are very premium, yeah. Yep. So Dice Throne is ex- all my Dice Throne games are sleeved with the exception of Adventures. Um and the the reasoning there was when you're playing adventures, you're mixing cards from the original games, your character cards, and then there's additional stuff that you get that goes into that character deck. Well, to to get when you want to play that character without, it's it's I don't think from what I've seen, it's not that obvious until you know what you're looking for. Um, so those aren't sleeved. Um, just to make it easier to, if we, we're going to play just regular dice throne, we can pull out the loot cards from adventures. Cause we leave them all together as we're going through our campaign. We keep our loot cards we get with our character. Um, and then those aren't sleeved, but I think I might get there someday. But then, so the next thing I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. You can't shuffle the way I would normally shuffle, but I like that. They're really nice. It, it just, your cards have a, I don't know. They're easier to pick up. Um, I just, I just find them easier to use. I feel like they're going to be protected a little bit. They don't get as bent as easy. So then I bought a crap ton. I was like 200 sleeves or something. 
And I'm like, I'm sleeving villainous. So I, I've got like every villainous deck, every one of them. And we pulled out the first box, the main box. And my daughter and I sat there and started. And there's like, oh my gosh, that's a hundred. There's a lot. I don't know how many cards are in this. There's a lot. And we sleeved them all. And when we were done, they didn't fit in the box. Yep. That's normal. And I was like, what the heck? I'm like, we can't put the game back. And so I ended up like, all right, we got to unsleeve them all. <laughs> and nice. so I pulled them all out. I got 200 sleeves sitting here that I probably will never use because it's like, yeah, some of these boxes don't allow you, they don't give you the space to sleeve. And I guess some do. And it's going to be one of those that I'm going to have to like look online of which ones allow for you to sleeve your decks. Um, dog I, I, park might, well, and if it does, I can, but then, at the, and it's not so much like the, the space, the, like the cutout of, of the card. Like I think villainous, it was like the card, the, the, the slots that the cards fit into are just about cards width and yes. height. Right. So the sleeve adds just enough that it doesn't, you're almost got to push it down to make it fit. So that's mm -hmm. one problem with that. Right. But then the other problem is if the slot's wide enough, is it tall enough? Because even though these things are thin, they add a tremendous amount of height to a stack of cards. <laughs> yep. So even if you can put it in the slots, it might be, it might end up being too tall, which was, what happened on, on villainous. It was like, they were really tight and I kind of like kind of very gently trying to push them down. But then I found out it's like, Oh, I can't get that bottom one. I had to get like a knife to kind of pry the one in the bottom out. Cause it right. was like, I'm like, this just isn't going to was work. wedged in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's not. So this, you know, and of course you can buy, I know people make kits. I've saw I, uh, the guy that taught me how to play villainous. He works at one of the game stores and he has this huge wooden crate with every expansion and everything in it. And it's just, but I'm like, I can't do that for every game. Like, right. I don't want all these customized boxes. And so it, it's, uh, it's stinks because it's like, I kind of want to sleeve them. But I wish that the games would, the boxes would more games would account for the ability to sleeve your game, your cards, and then have those cards fit into the box they came in. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more annoying when the box even says, oh, use this sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> but know. not in this box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I I am like, I I want to, but I feel like I can't because I want the games to fit in the boxes. <laughs> so. What do you do? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, a couple things. Well, first of all, um, I have a history with sleeves, in particular with a couple of games. And uh, when I started in the hobby years ago um, and then got into this game called Dominion, have you ever heard of that one? I Yes. I Yeah. 
Have you played it's it? A bunch of different. I haven't played it, but I've seen it. A bunch of different versions of it at my yeah. local yeah. store. Yeah, I highly recommend uh, like maybe trying out the the base game of it. Um, there's a couple others that are like uh, not just pure expansions, but uh, and I think there is like a second edition or something that just came out now recently. But anyway, uh, when we got into Dominion. You know, that's a game that is a deck building game, a lot of card action, a lot of shuffling. And, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, let's start sleeving. And I would get, uh, I really like the really nice sleeves, which are the Fantasy Flight sleeves. We'll call those like more premium sleeves. They're thicker and uh, really solid. I'll, I'll call them that. Versus... Back then, there were some really cheap sleeves by a company called Mayday, which were very common. And they were more like, they were a lot thinner, uh, you know, thicker than like a saran wrap, um, you know, thicker than like a cellophane or something like that. But they were still very flimsy and they didn't feel like they offered enough protection. But I had the same issue with Dominion, where you know, there are size constraints granted. The Dominion boxes are different. They had these like little foam guys in there and you can like put a whole bunch of them in there. But if you're looking at an actual like card storage thing, they wouldn't always fit. And then if you had a huge stack of cards, they often slide off. If, if, if I explain that properly, like yep. if you have a stack of, let's say a hundred plus cards they don't want to stay put. You know, right. the, the top cards want to slide off just because there's less friction uh, in between the cards. But um, once I got into Dominion and started getting expansions, you know, every time there'd be a new expansion, it's like, okay, got to sleeve this whole thing. And, you know, I would buy sleeves on sale, have like all these backup sleeves, you know, in different sizes. And yeah, the, yeah, it, it, the craziness ran deep, but it's common. I I have that <laughs> fondness in my heart that I'm not alone <laughs> in my crazy. There's many others, uh, just as nutty as I am. But uh, eventually, it became a chore, and it's like, is it really worth it? And um, expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like especially if you get the really nice sleeves. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not cheap. They're not cheap at all. And the sleeves, like you were talking about, they are like, I'll say, a step beyond premium because mine were clear on both sides. Uh, I don't even know what the Fantasy Flight sleeves go for anymore. I don't even know if they still sell them, actually, uh, because they got acquired by Asmodee a while back, and who knows what happened with that. But, um, yeah, it's like you got the you know, even nicer sleeves, which I, I really like the ones with the custom backs for the games yeah. that offer them. Because, like, I think I got those for uh, Star Realms. and I just got some of those, too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I really like the feel of the cards that are sleeved. I love shuffling with them because I just, like, take two stacks and I just sort of, like, push them into each other. 
which you can do that with sleeves. You know, you don't need to actually like riffle shuffle them or something. I mean, you can't, but yeah. Um, but there's different ways to shuffle them just by like pushing them in, you know, one sleeve into, into, or one stack into another stack. And, um, and then I just kind of stopped um, when I started running into some of the problems and with, uh, with Dominion in particular, it's like I had so many expansions that I did go the route of, you know, there's a Hobby Lobby art box that became really popular for like huge games or huge card games. And, you know, I have all my cards in there and it's just like this huge monstrosity. If my cards were not sleeved, they would take like half the space easily. Uh-huh. But the thing is, and, and my thought on it is is this, and you know, this is years after, um, you know, I got into the hobby, and you know, my opinions on certain things have changed, some out of convenience, some out of being realistic, <laughs> <laughs> and some out of like uh, some of the craziness has like died down. But uh, my thought is like, if it's a game that has a lot of shuffling. And it's like a card game and you really love it and you're going to be playing it a lot. It might make sense to sleeve because it'll, you know, the, the cards won't bend or they won't wear out um, like they would otherwise. But the thing is, it's like, I have so few games that I play that much anymore and I haven't played Dominion in years. Just because it's an older game, you kind of get tired of it and you just move on. I mean, I would still enjoy to play it. Don't get me wrong. But but yeah, it's the, the cost and everything like that is, I don't know if it's worth it. And mm-hmm. especially, I mean, you can easily spend more. Like I look at Dominion. I mean, I probably spent as much on cards and, you know, dividers and the art box and time and everything like that more than you know than i'll say the game's worth and i i I guess that's what i'm saying it's if a game if it's a game that you really enjoy maybe it's worth it It, there it is a premium feel they do look nicely the cards do look nice sleeved especially if it's nice sleeves but i don't know if it's it's not it's not worth it. And I haven't done it in years and I don't see a game that I've played at least within the last couple of years that I would really want to slave like I did when I first got into the hobby. Know what I mean? Yeah. It, I, I think maybe it's a good thing that it's a, almost a frustration because it does save us i look at saves us money and i look at how much money i spent on these card sleeves that i have unused i could have bought a lot of games for that (laughs) Mm -hmm. so and you know i one of the other things too it's like i've heard people say games are meant to be played and and i agree i can't if i'm gonna play and have fun i shouldn't be like you picked up that card, you bent it a little too much or, you know, I shouldn't be like over every little thing. That's not gonna, it's not going to harm it. Most of the time, no one's going to hurt it. 
you know, um, and we should just play them. So I'm trying to kind of go that route. <laughs> yeah. But it is a it is a struggle when it's like, especially when it's people you don't know and they just they just bend the card. And I'm just like, dude, this game's brand new. You're killing me. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't ruin it. So and I, I would like to take a quick update moment. Sure. Because we're talking about a ruined card. You remember on the last episode, I think it was, yeah, it was our last episode. Um, I was talking about Forbidden Sky and how I bought the game, brand new, sealed, came out with one of the character cards was ripped. Um, so I actually contacted GameRite Games and I said, hey, I got this new, this card, you know, I said, you know, this card's ripped. Is there a way for me to purchase another one? Um and they're, I got a response back like right away, and they're like, "Oh, don't don't worry about it. We'll we'll take care of it. Just you know, give us your address." I got it in the mail the other day. I got a an, an you know, it was just the card, nothing extra, but that's all I needed. Mm-hmm. And they didn't charge me for it, so I was really happy with Game Right Games that they made it right. So I just want to give them a shout out. I appreciate it. Um, that means a lot that a company will take care of you, you know? Oh, heck yeah. So. But anywho. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> had nothing to do with sleeving. So, no, <laughs> but, exactly. But if it wasn't sleeved, I mean, if you had, if you, yeah. but you run that risk of having your card torn if you don't yeah. sleeve it. But then again, if we're playing the game, does it matter that it, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, say five years from now, you bought a game, you've played a lot of it or something. Do you, does it have to be pristine or does it lose anything by, you know, looking like it's been played? You know, I'm, I, as yeah. long as all the parts are there and playable, I think that really is probably what really matters, you know? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. But I do think if every box was a, if they had allowed for sleeving <laughs> included in the box so that you could sleeve it and put it in the original box, yeah, I'd be spending a lot more money. So in a way, I'm kind of glad they don't. That's the downside of some of those inserts. It, and I almost almost forgot to mention this. Uh, there are some alternatives that you can do uh, to fit those cards in there. Um, for I think one or two games, I actually went to the game stores and I got. Um, uh, card boxes they're very common for like magic the gathering and oh yeah baseball cards it's just like a long cardboard box yeah. and you can just fit a whole bunch of cards in there so that's an alternative you know granted it's not the best storage solution right because now you have this other box laying around with your cards in it and you can get these like little foam blocks to go in there and take up uh the excess space just so that the cards are rattling around in there. And then uh, the other thing is there's a bunch of companies that make inserts for boxes, which, um, you know, they replace any insert that came from the publisher or the factory. Yeah. And some are made out of wood. Some are made out of foam. Some are made out of like a plasticky, material very similar to you know some of the factory inserts but uh generally those um 
especially like the foam and the wood ones, they usually fit larger size cards in there. And sometimes they're better space management and uh, they actually even support additional uh, space for uh, expansions. So it, it depends. Like uh, yeah. a few companies like the wood ones that just come to mind is uh, uh, Broken Token. There's what folded space. There's a whole bunch of different companies that make them. Yeah, I've, but, I've heard of folded space. I've seen some of their stuff. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, there's wood, foam, bunch of different materials, and not all of the inserts are, let's say, the same. You know, one might be just a replacement, another one might, you know, have additional like organization benefits and stuff like that. So, um, you can look into that too. Spend more money. Nope, nope, you... nope. I'm, I'm just, you know what? Yeah. The game's meant to be played. I gotta yeah. go with that. Yeah, it's a forty dollar game. You spend twenty bucks on an insert. Yeah, that's just yeah. no. <laughs> and an hour to put a, it together, and then it yeah. falls apart. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't, never play it anyways, right? Yeah, don't ask me how I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a. Um, I know. I think on our very first show, I asked you about a game called Catan, mm-hmm. and how important is that to have in your library if you're really a gamer? And it's something I've looked at because it's like this thing has won so many awards and it's like supposed to be the greatest game of all time. So is Taylor Swift. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, every time I look at it, I do look at it every time I go to the store and I'm always like, "Mm," and I can't, I'm like $50. I I don't know if I'm going to like it. Well, this game is coming on Xbox. Like, Pretty soon, um, I, I saw it. I saw it on my dashboard yesterday. Yeah, and um, I was like, "Are you kidding me? This is um, coming on Xbox." Let's see, the console edition is coming out uh, February twenty third, um, and it looks like it's going to be like twenty bucks. So I might get this, spend the twenty, and maybe see what I think of it. And, uh, of course this, you know, you, I think you can play, they have online multiplayer. It does have a single player so I can, so my thoughts was like for 20 bucks, I can at least try it and learn it because the game that they're going to teach you how to play it and see if I like it. And then if I do, then I would feel better about investing the money into the actual board game and playing the, the real board game. But so that. I thought was kind of a good alternative of maybe because sometimes watching a YouTube video or, or someone playing through might give you an idea, but you never really know till you play. So at least here for a lower entrance fee, I can at least try it. Yeah. I yeah. Suppose. What do you think? I don't think you're buying into my, go ahead. What's wrong with it? <laughs> Why do you say there's something wrong with your logic? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Because not, nothing can replace the real playing of the board game. I get that. But no, I, I'm I'm asking. So I actually had the question here. Should I play yeah. it there first? So I ask you that. Should I play it on Xbox to see? Or So while I love the Xbox. Better. And I don't have very much love for Catan, formerly known as Settlers of Catan. Um, I would say save your money 
for a couple of reasons. Number one, I th- I'm pretty sure it's on Board Game Arena, so you can play it on there. Uh, the other thing is, and I've seen this with some of the other games, like, I know, um, oh man, what's that one game? Carcassonne. And I think yeah. Ticket to Ride. Was, I think that was on there as well. So a long both time ago. Both have been on the Xbox. I've, yeah. I've played, I think I've played both on there. Ticket to Ride was a very poor yeah. translation. It, it mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's a good point. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the main thing was like, you know, it's a multiplayer game. And I don't see a lot of people playing it on Xbox. If it's a new version, I doubt that they made a new version of it, you know, without having there having been some interest in it. But the thing is, this game has been around for so long. It's on so many platforms. It's on mobile. You can play it on your tablet. You can play it online. A whole bunch of different places. I would think You're... that like PGA, Board Game Arena, yeah. would be a better place because that's a place for gamers. Lots of gamers are on there. There's always going to be somebody to play. Whereas, you know, on the Xbox, initially, there might be some interest. You know, you might be able to find people to play with. Um, but I would think that that would die out. I could That's be true. wrong. I could be wrong. No, you're and, – and the point my thought was, oh, I can learn it. But you're right. I didn't even think of – I know you and I have played a couple things on BGA, but it's not mm-hmm. – that's not in my um, brain yet of go there. And, yes, yeah. I just looked at it. It is there, and I did – yeah, so I can play it and learn it right there. So Yeah. So yeah, you can learn it online. I would just say don't do it on the Xbox One. Granted, if you really like it and you know other people that that have it, why not? Or if you yeah. have twenty bucks burning a hole in your pocket and you don't want to send it to me. No, I don't. You don't want to like Venmo it's to me. Or you know I, I do have a game that I can send to you. <laughs> I'd rather have so, twenty bucks. Oh. I got. I got. I'll. I'll share. I shared this with you earlier, but let me share it with the community. So I talked. Uh, I think maybe in the first show um, about Evil Bunny. It was basically one of my first true Kickstarters from the start, and when it shipped, it it got lost. Um, UPS even said it was lost. They, they they lost tracking of it. So I reached out to that company, and they actually sent me a new another copy two day error and I got it and I've had that game and I've played it and I've talked about it here. Well, my, my son comes in and hands me a box today that was delivered by UPS. I was like, I don't have anything on order. And I open it up and it's evil bunny. <laughs> and I'm like, this must be the one they lost two months ago. <laughs> yeah, It showed up today. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> So I thought that was kind of funny. I never expected something that was lost to actually, I've never had that happen where something by UPS or the mail or FedEx, anyone, if it's been lost, it's lost. I've, I've I've had stuff lost from all three and never show up. Um, And here it it showed up today. It only took uh, about eight weeks to get here from, (laughs) from Florida to Washington. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody walked it over. They must have. Yeah. They do it on cattle drive or what? Mule. But anyways. All right. 
So I know we want to try to keep to an hour. We're getting, we're just a little bit over, but let's, um, I know you actually got some new things this week. You got new games on your shelf. Oh yeah. yeah. Pick up. Um, so I got, um, the latest, uh, Uwe Rosenberg game, Attawa or Atiwa. I'm I'm assuming it's Attawa, A-T-I-W-A. So have not even broken the shrink on that one yet. Um, let me so guess it's on your floor. Uh, no, it's on my dining room table. Because <laughs> there's no room on the floor. Now I'm. <laughs> now I'm. Uh, you have to expand your. <laughs> yeah. Your so waiting pile. Yeah, there's like narrow walkways all through the rooms <laughs> with all the games on the floor. Uh, so I got that. Um, I got Rolling Heights, uh, which came in. Um, it's a Kickstarter game. And then, uh, actually, I told you this story the other day. I, I picked up uh, the latest uh, version, the second edition of Palaces of Carrara. So this is a game that had only one print run. It was a Z-Man Games game. Uh, I don't even remember how many years ago. And I was at Gen Con, and I was at the Z-Man booth when it came out. They had a limit, like 100 copies of the game, which I didn't know then. But they had like 100 copies of the game that they flew in or whatever. And I had it in my hand. And it was like, I think, 39 bucks. And I'm like, you know, I want this game, but I'm going to hold off. And I'll just order it after the show because I wanted to get some other games. And what do you know, it sold yeah. out like a couple hours later, never to be seen again. Uh, it was out of print everywhere. People were clamoring for reprints for years. Is this going to be reprinted? Is it going to be reprinted? And the answer was no, no, it's not. Z-Man basically washed their hands of it. And then uh, I found out a while ago, like uh, about a year ago or whatever it was, that I think it was Game Brewer was reprinting it um and then that sparked my interest and then uh, i was at one of uh, the local game stores gaming goat which is a whole ton of them around the country now but i was at gaming goat and they had one and i'm like looking at it i had it in my hand and it was not 39.99 it was more <laughs> uh. you know like six seven years later and um i had to pick it up and uh, so it did come home with me. The components are really nice. Game Brewer does some uh, interesting stuff with theirs, with their games, uh, decent quality stuff. But uh, yeah, looking forward to getting that one to the table. So those are like, I think those are the only three, or maybe there's another one around here somewhere. I just put these games like everywhere. <laughs> it's a problem. There's some upstairs, some down here. You know, this is like, oh, I'm going to take a look at this one like when I have some time. So it's like I got like little stacks of games everywhere. But yeah, those are yeah. like the, the three big ones uh, new in the last week. And I mentioned Bot Factory last time, I think. So that's, that's yeah, old did. news, old news. <laughs> How about that's you? So two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, I did pick up, well, I got the one a little wordy that my mother got. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up, I got a, I ended up ordering a bunch of Marvel United 
games and expansions to those. I got a bunch of those now. Um, and on the, on that Marvel United front, I mentioned last show how I got into the Kickstarter for the Marvel United multiverse. Mm-hmm. That thing got to be over $500 for all in. I backed out. I had to back out. I'm like, this is insanity. Um, <laughs> and they've added even more things since I bailed. So I'm done. I got enough of this game. Well, like I, I think I told you this, like, you don't need to buy everything. <laughs> Getting the full, just the, the is okay. FOMA. FOMA. Yeah, yeah. I was I was going with FOMA, Rob. It's still, I keep looking. I was like, I got 48 hours. Okay, I could, you know, maybe, maybe yet. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm done. Cancel that Kickstarter. I don't want it. Yeah. Stop or, emailing me. <laughs> or like, yeah, once it comes out and it hits retail, just, you know, just order it online from somewhere. Like, yeah. 20, 30% off. I I got enough though. I got enough of those games. I don't need any more. I really don't. But it was one of those. It's like, Ooh, we liked it. I ordered the mat. Okay. I got to buy some more game. There's, and then it just like, there's so much out there. It's like, this is insanity. It's just like, I can't spend that much money on a a game. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'd rather spend that $500 at Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you will need some Um, money for Gen Con, by the way. I know you say yeah. you're not so, going to buy games there. And that's where go- I, just, I just like raise my eyebrow when I hear that. <laughs> and I'm like, amateur. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be eating this those words. My, it's my first time. Yeah. I'm going for the experience. I'm, I got to fly there. So um, I I don't plan on, I, I'm, 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 Whatever. Well, I do plan to get a, I would like to maybe get a couple of things just to get something, but they got to be small things. Well, that I could put in a yeah. suitcase, you know, but so I, I I'm not going there though to buy games. I'm going there to a we first never, of all, I'm going there to to hang out with with you and Jay dude, and Braun and Franco. Dude, you didn't um, go to Barnes and Noble to buy games, did you? No, I did not. But that's different. And <laughs> no, I already told I told my kids next Christmas, all I want is cash. That's it. Because <laughs> I know what I'm doing the day after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me Barnes and Noble gift. Cards. I will be there when they open. Yeah. Um but uh no, so yeah, I, I'm. That's another thing. I want to save money for that trip, but yeah. I am excited to be going. Got my flight. My daughter's going to go with me. Um, looking forward to seeing you guys and mm-hmm. all of our other friends there and experiencing Gen Con for the first time. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really excited. But and um, the, th- the thing I was going to mention, um, just to kind of be aware of it, because this is what I would expect you to do is some games release at Gen Con and it's changed over the last number of years, right? It's, it hasn't always been like it is today, I guess. Well, let me take it back, step back. So some games will release at Gen Con and they're, cause the, the publishers, they hold them, they release them at Gen Con to get the buzz. And then oftentimes they don't hit retail until like November. So if there's a game that you really like and you want to play it now, especially if you demo it, that's the thing. You <laughs> demo the game and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And it's like, oh, it's over there, but it's not in retail yet. You'll wind up picking up that game. But the games are all full retail usually. So, yeah, you know, there is that cost associated with it. And they usually have a lot of the other knickknacks and add-ons and stuff like that there as well. Um, there are... So- so bring oh, a new uh, credit card, right? <laughs> or an empty one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, like I said, it's and uh, just to prep you as well before Gen Con, Board Game Geek does have a list of games that uh, are going to be at the show, and it's rather extensive. But you can go through the list and you can actually mark down which games you're interested in. And then it'll say in there, it's like, oh, there's going to be a limited amount of games over there. Or, you know, this one is going to oh. be demo only. This one's going to be sold at the show. And then you can kind of gauge, like, which ones you want, or uh, which ones interest you, which ones you want to demo, which ones you want to demo and maybe buy, which ones you're definitely buying. And in my craziness, I actually would make my list and then i would have like let's say like a dozen games that i'm very interested in and then i cross-reference um the publisher and where they are in the (laughs) in the convention hall because there's like aisles so like you know this publisher is going to be at 16 12 and that's their area so then i would actually have like you know, go from this publisher to that publisher to that publisher and get the games as fast as I can on Thursday. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's sometimes really long lines for it as well. And there's a stampede on Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah. In addition. And they're All like, right, well, don't run, don't I'll be run. there. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, if there's a game that you're really interested in or you wind up being interested in, because it's still, it's a long ways away, August, right? Yep. That's seven months away or six months away. So, you know, I'm sure you're going to hear about a lot of games that you're going to want. If Flamecraft is there, then I'm going to grab that sucker. Oh, I will possible. tell you that. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's one. There's one possibility. But what I what I did add to my shelf this week yeah. was um, I did uh, also get um, Trails. It's like an expansion to Parks. Yeah. Um, and I picked up, uh, I know this is going to sound funny, but my kids wanted to get me Jumanji in the wooden box. They actually have a version that's like in an actual wooden box Mm -hmm. and they ended up not doing it. I don't remember what the reason was. I thought maybe they think, so I actually saw it. I was actually at Walmart the other day and I was not there for games. And I was like, I'm just going to walk down here. And I'm already, I'm like, I can't get anything. I'm like, I can't, I've got to just. I, I paid for Gen Con and all that. It's, 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 I can't be wasting money right now. And I saw it and there was only one left and I was like, so I'm going to get it. And then of course I, yeah. I saw tra- trails there and I was like, I haven't seen this anywhere. Okay. I'll get to. <laughs> <laughs> so the willpower like, oh my is gosh. strong. Yeah. Yeah I, yeah. I was very weak. I couldn't even get down one aisle, but anyways, so that's, what's new to my shelf. And, uh, I, I am planning, so onto the shelf of shame, what I'm planning to play soon is Parks. I was, I thought I was going to get it this weekend, and we ended up doing some other stuff. But uh, Parks, I'm committing to play it before our next show. So that's what I'm going to try to get off mm-hmm. my shelf of shame. Not the expansions, but yeah. the original game, and then I'll, you know, I'll move on to expansions later. Yeah. So. Then uh, mine is going to be... This is one that I've been meaning to do for a while. Um, my son really likes baseball, and I got baseball highlights and baseball highlights the dice game. So I want to do the dice game with him. So um, we'll see how that goes. Cool. So well, you got thank, two weeks. Thank you for 
being my secretary, by the way. You're welcome. I'm, I'm going to buy this way. I can hold you to it on our next show. Yeah. This is what you said in episode mm-hmm. 41. So, all right. And then I know before we go, I know you, you, <laughs> didn't we talk about a little game? I think at the very end of our last episode, and then you messaged me like later that night and, and got on a Kickstarter yeah. <laughs> about something about that game. What was yeah. it you ended up backing? Uh, Manhattan Project War Machine. <laughs> yeah, I'm a sucker for Manhattan Project. Anything. Manhattan Project. Yeah, so Manhattan Project uh, War Machine is, well, let me take a step back. So I talked about Manhattan Project, the original, and there's been a couple of versions after that. Energy Empire, and then ah, there was another one. I don't remember the name. Done by different designers. Uh, originally, it was a Minion Games game, but um, unfortunately, uh, Minion Games uh, is no more. And Grail Games out of Australia picked them up. So the cool thing was when they acquired uh, Minion Games, when Grail Games acquired Minion, um, there was an unfulfilled Kickstarter. And Grail Games actually fulfilled the Kickstarter. They finished the game and they delivered it. Um, I don't know if they even, if it was even a loss for them or something, but, uh, you know, thankfully it was a little card game. It wasn't uh, anything like huge. Actually, I remember, if I remember right, it was a expansion or something like that. But anyway, um, and now they released War Machine. Um, It's actually, I'll say only, air quote, only $35. (laughs) It's a deluxe Uh first printing. But uh, I don't even want to know how much it's going to be to ship because, you know, they're based out of Australia. So their their games usually aren't super cheap. Um, Actually, it looks like it might be $15 shipping. That's not bad at all. Yeah, but... uh, yeah, so it's a game that's got dice in it and the War Machine. Designed by Jan, or it might be Jan Gonzalez. Illustrated by Heiko. So looks interesting, and like I said, I'm a sucker for uh, anything Manhattan Project. I just love that game so much, so I had to jump on it. I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually i'm looking at the see. campaign you can play it on tabletopia or tabletop simulator right now yeah i see that yeah so fulfillment begins the end of this year yeah so that's not bad actually no no the campaign launched in january of 2023 and they're going to fulfill it by the december to the same year mm-hmm yeah, that's good. Yeah, and uh, it's already funded. Yeah. And uh, I believe it's uh, it ends on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. The campaign ends. Cool. So looking forward to it. I, I like their games, Grail Games. They, they do some decent stuff. Cool. All righty. Well, that's you? all that I had for us, Rob. Oh, that's it? That's it, yeah. I, I'm trying to watch the clock, so 
Yeah, how far are we? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> we did a good amount of time. Yep. We try to keep it to an hour, and we're going over every week. But Yeah, that's okay. It's just fun to talk about games. Yeah. I mean, there's other podcasts that are like three plus easy. Two, three. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're pretty good at an hour-ish. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's uh, let's close it out then. So um, that's that's it for episode forty-one. If if you'd like to make any comments, uh, you can send us an email to contact at thisboardgamelife.com or go to our website, um, thisboardgamelife.com. You can leave us a message on there in the contact session, or you can do a comment on the episode. We got a guild on Board Game Geek. If you're ready for this, it's the Sport Game Life <laughs> is the guild, and uh, yeah, there's a, a whole bunch of ways. What you was can that, do that again? The Sport Game Life. <laughs> Are you trying to make me mess up? I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it easily. But uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you, hear your thoughts, and uh, I think that's it. So I'm Rob. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all in two weeks. And I'm Mark. I'll see you at the table. <laughs>